guys, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Harpies, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I'm your host, Camille, and today I am joined by a special guest, someone who has been doing Hallmark movies for like God knows how, for like past couple of years. I know 2020 was your year, like literally. I, I've lo- I lost count on how many movies you did, so we might talk about that later. But um, he's my friend and he's a fellow um, Hallmark actor and just saw him recently yesterday on North to Home and now uh, and he was just announced as a new cast member for When Calls the Heart. We will be talking about that too. Can't miss that out. Um, Matthew James Dowden. So thank you so much for joining me. No, I, thanks for having me. I dubbed you as like my favorite Brit. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, it's good to be somebody's favorite something. I, I will take the favorite Brit. I will <laughs> Harry might might still be my favorite Brit, but you're my favorite Hallmark Brit. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll let you off. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, like how long have you been doing Hallmark stuff? So I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of any of the mystery series. But a lot of people had told me you were like Aurora. <laughs> yeah, the, the- I'm running out of mysteries. To be- <laughs> uh, no, I, I did um, Haley Dean mysteries. Uh, Haley Dean, Crosswood, uh, Mystery 101, Tea Garden. Um, uh, Are you on a new one? Uh, the Cut, Color, and Murder? No, I wasn't in Cut, Color, Murder, no. A friend of mine, but uh, the new one, yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Like, I, I can't ask you anything about those things because I don't watch them. It's, I was talking to one of my friends who was like, you should watch them. I'm like, they, they're they like 17 episodes in and I'm, you want me to watch? I, I haven't never seen any of them. So I have to like start from the very beginning to like know the backstory of what's going on now. I think some, I think a lot of them stand on their own. Um, you know, some of the storylines, you know, they, they do a very good job of making it so that you don't have to necessarily know who everybody is uh, to get it up, so. Yeah, Hallmark, you're good at that. Well, how is it working with In the Mysteries? How is that experience different than the movies, do you think? Um, it's not too, you know, I mean, obviously there's less of the, um, because often in Hallmark movies I play, uh, I have often played the other guy or the guy that doesn't get the girl or the guy that loses the girl or the, um, but, but, but- it, it just kind of, it, it's different in that there's a different subject matter. So yeah. uh, with mysteries, it's it's more about how you're fitting into uh, the plot line of the, the mystery and the murder or whatever it happens to be. So, uh, and it, it makes a nice change of pace to not be at all about being the love triangle. Well, I'd like advice to love by you were the guy who got the girl and same with North to home. So you're getting the girl slowly. <laughs> I, not the home yet, so technically I didn't lose the girl, so uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, 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 I have, so let's talk about the movies. I haven't seen a movie yet that I loved your character in. Well, maybe Raising Last to Love, maybe, was the closest one. Because 
out of. I, I felt like, um, I know it wasn't your character who was kind of pushing her to work for the restaurant kind of thing, for your restaurant. It was her dream to do that. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why do you want to be a master sommelier just to work under your boyfriend? Talk about like women empowerment and then not really. <laughs> that, was the, that, that was the funny thing I saw on Twitter when because I like to to watch along and I think it's funny when uh, if I play if I've done my job correctly in that situation, people are hating on my character and I find it funny to go along and like tweets when somebody says, "God, man, I hate that Aiden." I go like for them to see the fact that I've I've liked the fact that they they hate me. It, it's a good thing because if they were if they had too much empathy for my character, then um, you know, it wouldn't serve the story so well. So, I, but no, I, I know what you mean. It's like, if she's gonna get the uh, master um, sommelier uh, thing, she should kind of dream bigger than that. Than, uh, you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, I was like, why are you like dreaming to just be under this guy? Go be you, go pursue your dream for that, to work under your boyfriend, that just Especially the boyfriend sucks. doesn't believe in her, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Even when the uh, former head uh, sommelier says that she thinks, that he thinks that she should have the job. And uh, I'm still skeptical, so, yeah. Yeah, you sucked as a boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I remember now, you were like, you were, I was thinking to myself, like, is he being misogynist or what? I mean, I get it, he wants to be a master of sommelier, whatever, to work for his restaurant, I, but dude, it's yeah, just I a degree. She, uh, she has the taste buds. What do you want? <laughs> I think it's the way, with that character, it was more that he's so particular that he can't see past the fact that, you know, um, the test is something that. You know, I even point out that, that a lot of people don't pass it first time, but I should have had uh, the character was supposed to have more faith in her and um, just uh, can't see past the, the importance of having that yeah. title on somebody in a restaurant. So. And the other character that I had issue with was you as Zane on Christmas House too. I was thinking to myself like, I get it, that's your son and you want to spend time with him. And I love that, yay. But, like, you have not been part of his life for the past couple of years. So, like, back up. That's very, <laughs> that's very that, and, yeah, and, that, and again, that's the, um, that's the fun thing to play, to, to, uh, to, bring, to try and bring out those aspects of um, inserting myself in their lives where I'm really not wanted and, and um, you know, being able to do the back and forth. But there was a lot of fun with um, Mike... Uh, the character Mike, played by Robert Buckley, who's so funny in that movie. He's yeah. so funny. The, 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 I mean, I, I don't know how much, I mean, I suppose it's been out a while, but after the dinner scene, when he does his little thing to camera and he does his English accent, he says, anything offside in a British accent, <laughs> I, you know. I, and you know what Rob told me? He said, I've done something and I can't wait for you to see it. And when I saw it, saw it I literally almost <laughs> spat my tea out so funny and i said one of the funniest moments in the movie so oh, he, yeah. he said he said he was pleased i liked it he was excited for me to see it so 
That I love that movie. That movie is such a great movie, and I I want a third movie. I really do. I'm like a huge fan of that movie. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but if so they do it, so much fun to make. And <laughs> if they do a third movie, will Zayn be back? I mean, I hope so. Because if Zayn if Zane has learned his lesson, I mean, uh, that was the uh, and that's part of the fun of it as well. That you know we. As you pointed out, Zane's trying to insert himself into this life where he's been traveling. But by the end of the, the arc of the story of the, the character is that by the end, he's decided, okay, you know, I'll get in touch and organize some visits so I won't just barge in like I normally do. Yeah. Uh, so I like to think he's, he's sort of found his way a little bit at the end. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? And your character does find love with the publicist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was fun as well. Michelle Harrison, she's so great. Um, yeah, she's so great in that movie. And uh, yeah. I, one last, oh, and there's so, I could talk all day if I get roles last year, but um, I want to talk about this one scene from Christmas Promise that um, <laughs> broke my heart. It was with you and Tori DeVito on the couch. And she said to you, for the past year, I was mad at you because that night you were the one who kept telling me that he, he'll be okay, he's coming home. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was just like, I said, I thought to myself like, wow, she held on to that for a year and that must have hurt. And that must have like, and I, I, would, I also imagine that your character felt some guilt too for the past year too in that way as well so it was like a seed of forgiveness i guess is how i would well i think i think also she's in a way when she says that um she's more i, I think she's also explaining the fact that she was the only way she could deal with it was by directing her sorrow at somebody and the fact that i'd been trying to be optimistic and saying oh, yeah it'll be through the door and it, I think she knows I didn't do anything wrong and I didn't do anything wrong and I know yeah. I didn't. But I think she's kind of opening up because I'm a best friend and she's just admitting, you know, I was mad at you for, for, for saying that. And uh, she realizes it doesn't really make much sense. No. But, but, it's, and that's what, but that's what friends do. If you can open up and be honest um, with each other. So, but yeah. You did kind of, have your accent in that movie. I noticed that. No, no I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, American in that. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, wait, how was the accent? <laughs> uh, no, the, I, the accent, by the way, is that people say, um, if, if I'm playing American in a movie, which uh, is, is most of the time the case, you know, when I'm, audition, you know, when I'm asked to do a role, it's mostly uh, American. Um, but when I do it, people say, oh, you lost your accent. And I was like, no, I didn't lose mine. I'm putting one on on top of my, you know, so, but people see the English as being the accent that I'm putting on, but this is my normal accent. Regular and talk. Putting, yeah. How long, are you from the UK? Like you're born there and raised there or? Yeah. So yeah. then how did, when did you move to Canada or whatever? Uh, 2017 is when I became a permanent resident. Oh. Um, yeah, so I've been here a few years now, so. You like it? I love it. I love Canada. I find the, the weird thing is that Canada, it's uh, it's got elements of 
home because you know, um, you know the queen's on the money. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's it's a great place, and I love the people, and I love Vancouver and uh, where I'm. It's yeah, I'm very close to friends here now. Okay, so uh, now we're going to talk about the home. I I played Adam, who was. Um, Erica Durant's husband. Okay, first of all, I love you, Matt, but like that movie was all about the women. They cool. took over that movie. <laughs> the men were just like accessories, I guess you could say. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, in the best way, accessories do like well, highlight, you. you know, the outfit. Well, I think the original. Um, book is that is based on it is called uh Chris, uh three sisters i mean the, the sisters are mentioned in the title in the original uh thing so and, and i think the original working title was involved three sisters so yeah it's very much about the women and uh thing, which i'm 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 happy to be an accessory i mean you had like the who's who of hallmark and you got right? erica durance lizzie fonseca uh, Kimberly Sustan, Barbara Nevin, and it directed by Ali Lieber. I know. I mean, wow. <laughs> Who's who? Of, uh, yeah. Oh, I remember when they cast the movie, when they announced the casting of the movie, I was like, these are the like breakout stars of Christmas 2021. <laughs> you know, it's like Erica Durant, I think, stole open by Christmas. Lizzie Fonseca started Next Stop Christmas. Um, Kimberly Sistad, hello, nine lives, nine kids. <laughs> Barbara Nevin is practically the mom of every Christmas movie. And she's like that on set as well. She's the nicest person. And um, she really took on the role on set of um, mother, you know, Mama Bear. How was it working with all of those and women? It was, you know what, it's, I've been very lucky that, that this, I've never had a negative experience. Um, this was really fantastic to, I mean, as you say, I mean, Barbara, she's, um, she took on that role of Mama Bear, but she was also, but, but I mean, you just, I mean, the scenes that she did, that, that all the women did in that movie, I, because we, I was fortunate enough to watch it with everybody last night and I was I was crying at one point, you know, a couple of several points um, in the movie. The acting is just so strong, and they're just such great actors that you um, you feel very lucky to be acting with them. Um, so, yeah, um, it was a an amazing experience, and to work with Ali again, because funny enough, Ali, uh, this second time I worked with Ali as a director, and Kimberly was in that movie as well. Um, where it was uh, um, starring, it was called Starring Christmas. Mm. Um, and uh, I played a British country singer. <laughs> Can and, you sing? Uh, uh, I did well originally, but I, I, the song I think uh, didn't make it into the movie, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, it was, that was a great experience as well. So it was, it was nice to be reunited because Ali's an amazing director. Absolutely. Yeah. He's an actor as well. So it gives that unique experience um, which brings to it. Will you have any behind the scenes uh, info about 
have a movie, have a buzz. Do you have anything behind the scenes? Oh, behind the scenes? Um, yeah. What, you mean like stories? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Are you meaning you want the dirt? All right, let me tell you. <laughs> they may seem nice, right? <laughs> but behind the scenes, no. Uh, oh, behind the scenes uh, stuff. Um, you know what? It's hard to pinpoint one thing, just except for it was... Um, I, I do know that we were very lucky with the weather. That's it, Sam, because uh, all of the scenes that we did when we were inside, it was the storm outside. It was filmed during the really bad storms in Vancouver. Yeah. Burning uh, areas. And then when we were outside, it was, we were in like the only place in the surrounding areas that wasn't flooded or anything. So it was almost like somebody was looking after us. But, um, um, but no, it was just, I can't say enough nice things about everybody involved. It was just a hugely positive experience. And um, and it's nice when it's an ensemble cast because it feels like a family and you look forward to going to work as you see everybody and the crew as well. You know, there's certain crew members I've worked with on Hallmark quite a few times. And so you see them and it's always the, uh, hey. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. After a while, everybody becomes family. Yeah, absolutely. It's a funny thing with the masks though, like there's people that I've met sort of after COVID who I've worked with now a few times, who I, on, I only know them with the mask on, but I can tell who it is. Um, although it's a funny thing with masks. I find if you've only known somebody with a mask and then they pull it down, it's not, it's never what I'm expecting. <laughs> so, you, so you kind of freak out. But then I find when they put the mask back up, my brain goes back to seeing them the way that I thought that they so so it shocks me every time they pull the mask down. So I um I have a story about that. It's so hilarious. Um a couple years ago, I had um bacterial meningitis. Oh. I and I was like in the hospital for like two weeks or whatever. And when you have bacterial meningitis, everybody has to like be covered from head to toe when you go into the room or whatever so I like you I didn't know anybody except like here you know so and um a couple of weeks later when I after I was released from the hospital I was like walking down the hallways of the hospital and some dude goes hey come here I go hi and I'm like who are you do I know you <laughs> what's going on and he was like I was one of your doctors that take care of you while you were while you had been in China so I was like oh I didn't know. <laughs> you should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor Dr. Doctor Jones. It's like because <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, "Who is this person? Why does why is he saying hi to me?" It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I imagine it. The um Adam and oh god, I, I always get the sisters' names all mixed up. I know it's Beth, Posey, and um Hannah, but I can never figure. I know Posey is Lindsay and Beth is Kimberly. Kimberly? Yeah. And okay, so Hannah, Adam and Hannah. Hannah just found out she was pregnant and, you know, no. this was when Adam and her were businessmen and did not, business people did not have plans on having a child or whatever. Um, 
I'm sorry if I get personal here. Do you have children and like what kind what would you feel if you it, like in, were you ever in that situation like you finding out your wife is have pregnant did you ever plan on having kids i mean like you know what i mean like what kind of similarities i guess like, i should ask i should rephrase that question to what similarities and differences do you have <laughs> you're like i want a dating app right now camille no, no, I totally get, I get the question. Um, so I don't have children um, and I'm not married. So, but I can imagine that, um, you know, I had this conversation with somebody a while ago that, uh, you know, it's, it's very different for men and women, especially. So it's kind of unfair for me to comment. I always kind of thought, oh, you know, if I met the right person that then you think you want to have a family with them because you want to extend sort of the two of you like grow up. but but then uh, somebody pointed out yeah it's kind of easy for a guy to say that you know it's it different so so I don't feel like I'm in a place to comment but all I can say is that um, I, I have three nieces and I love kids I'm an idiot when it comes to kids if there's <laughs> kids around I have to make them laugh I'm a complete um, I will I'm the guy pulling the funny faces if I'm on an uh, airplane and there's a kid, I'm the one making them laugh. And if I don't get their attention, it starts to bother me. Like I have to, you know, try and get their attention. Um, and uh, and it's funny, you know, because the uh, the kids on set, uh, the two yes, Melly uh, and yeah, weren't they amazing? They were just um, so cute, but also in incredible actors. They yeah, being so young, they they weren't just delivering lines, saying the lines, which I've seen on some movies where you get a child and that they just, they're just saying the words, these kids were delivering with objectives and an intention. You could see the way they were delivering it. I, and it always blows me away when somebody so young can do that. I know the little girls who play the um, older sisters, the sisters, the younger versions of the sisters, I, the scene where they just were on the bed reading Velveteen Buddy, I was like, oh. <laughs> It was just a simple scene, but it just like broke your heart because, you know, God. When you see kids, as, I think whenever you see younger versions of um, characters, it always gives you that extra um, insight into that, into that, the, the, where they got to, obviously. Um, and you really see the bonds because we, we've all been that age. And anyone who does have siblings knows what it was like at the time and looking after each other. Um, and the fact that, you know, even though they were older, they still had that. And passing those feelings on to the young ones, it was really nice. Yeah, I love that. Ugh. I could talk all day about that movie. That movie is so great. Like, literally, from beginning to end, a gem. <laughs> it was, um, I mean, the movie, I think... It was very much about family and forgiveness, uh, but also the importance of communication with, when I, when I first read the script, when I was sent the script, uh, as I was reading through, I was saying, wow, each separate storyline, it's very much about communication and the importance of knowing that you can communicate honestly with the people that you love. Yeah. And, that you can, and, and that's what makes them family, you know, because you know, no matter what happens, they are still your family. Yeah. Um, and there's a great one of my favorite films when I was very uh, when I was younger was uh, the movie Twins with 
Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Danny DeVito. And towards the end of the movie, uh, Arnie is telling Danny DeVito about, you know, what it's like to have a family. And he says, you know, we could be a family. Danny DeVito's eyes light up. He's like, like with a Christmas tree and a, a thing. And he's like, yeah, and a home where you'll always be loved. And he's like, always, even when you've been bad. You know, oh. and it's such a nice, like, moment that you, that's what everybody strives for. But um, yeah, the, the movie very much about communication and the fact that people you love can take it, the things that you want to say. So. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody sees that movie broke my heart, like, mm -hmm. especially the scene with Barbara. And I don't know the actress name who played Luke. Um, sorry? The actress name who played Luke? Yeah, that uh, Luke was uh, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Whew, that was just so powerful and beautiful. Because I felt like Barbara's character was finally let, had held on to this guilt all these years, you know. And and, and seeing Barbara do that um, was just a joy to watch her doing her thing. Um, and I remember watching it on set because I was on set when they were doing that scene. And um, yeah, seeing somebody, a pro like that, do that, it was really, and it was a powerful scene. And, and you know, we were all kind of tearing up watching it. So yeah, she did a great yeah. job. And there were so many scenes actually that, like with, you know, Erica, who plays Hannah, my, my wife, and watching her do her thing. And um, yeah, just so many teary moments. But as I say, that's, that's entertainment as well. It doesn't always. Chris, the, the three women totally rocked that bar scene where yeah. they kind of had it out. It was like, you know, yeah. they, that, like, I have two, bro have siblings. We have had, we, we sometimes have those moments where we just have it out. Let's talk, <laughs> you know? That's the communication thing, you know, it's important to, yeah. to get out. And, yeah. and also the fact that I think in many moments in the movie, when they do eventually communicate, they realize, why didn't we just say this in the first place? You know, what? And because you realize the other person, I mean, I don't want to give away anything of the end in case anybody hasn't seen the movie yet, but like with Adam and Hannah, you know, what she is concerned about and, you know, okay, I can't say any more because I don't want to do spoilers, but um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one last question about North to Fall. Your character okay. play, whole thing was like trying to beat your father-in-law with playing chess. Yeah. Can you play chess? Um, like everybody, when I saw Queen's Gambit, um, I stood at the thought, Oh, I could get into a bit of chess, but no, I haven't said it. I know what the pieces do and I can see the strategy of things and, uh, but it's not something I've... Uh, <laughs> I have no clue about chess, nothing, zero clue. All right, so you, it was just an answer, you, you are on my cause to heart, he's just lying. Um, I would be remiss if, I would probably have all of the Hardy's fandom hating me right now if I didn't mention <laughs> ask you about it. Um, so what can you tell me about season nine, about your character? Yeah. I, know you, I know you can't tell me a lot, but can you at least tell me something? Are you listening? Can I tell you secrets? 
You know, the funny thing about secrets is, I mean, as you know, and anyone who doesn't know, I, I used to be a professional magician. Mm. And uh, people always ask, you know, can you, uh, oh, will you tell us how it's done? And the, the old line, the old magician line is you say, well, can you keep a secret? And they say, yes. And you say, well, so can I. So, <laughs> but in fact, when you first get into magic and you're so excited about it and somebody asks you, um, yeah, how, how does that work? You know, what are you doing? You're so excited about it that you want to share it with somebody. You think, oh, here's somebody as interested in me as me. And you tell them, and then you see the kind of the disappointment in their face that they know the secret. So yeah. you realize you're protecting people from themselves. So I think it's a lot like that. When it comes to giving too much information about a show, I know that as much as people want to know and try and figure it out, I have to be very careful because the Hardys are very smart. You can drop a tiny bit of information and I know they can start building, doing this building block and before you know, weave the story, they're like, oh my God, they're right. Like, oh so, so okay. all I can say, all I can say, my, my character is Arthur Gilchrist and he is a businessman who has shown up to Hope Valley to do some business. With who? Can you keep a secret? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it would be very, um, it could be with one person, it could be with more than one person, it, you know. It, How many episodes are you going to be in? Currently, I, I'm in two episodes towards the end, so. But yeah, I saw it's episode 10 and. Um, it's either, uh, 10 and 11, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm very careful because I know. You know, the it's such a big deal to people, and um, I would not want to be the one who uh, dropped that spoiler. Okay. Said the wrong thing. Yeah. Do you think we'll like your character, or do you think we will be? You, are you a villain or are you a good guy? I don't know. I um, I mean, whether people will like me depends on uh, what you like. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I like me, you know, <laughs> but the, the character certainly likes I Yeah. So I'm not sure I can say. I'm going to let people uh, judge that for themselves. What I will say is uh, I can talk about um, being on the set, okay. which for me was um, the, there's a place in the UK called Beamish Museum. Yeah. And it's like a wartime uh, town and it's all got the old trams and everything like that. There's the stores that you can go in and they're, they're all old timey stores and there's people as actors of play. And I remember as a kid, I used to love it because it was like real playtime. You were like, um, and, and I was at another uh, air show festival once and you got to sit in the cockpit of the plane with all the buttons and, yeah. and it was like your imagination, you didn't have to do as much with your imagination because you were able to pretend. And I think that aspect of being, a kid and playing, uh, getting to be in Hope Valley with all the old timey shops and the, the set deck. And, uh, and I was given this uh, beautiful pocket watch, um, wow. which, you know, which I was able to, I spent a long time working on that to, you know, open it with one hand, which is a, the, the magician in me. But all those aspects were so much fun and walking through the old town. And um, for me, it was just like, Playtime. You get to drive any of the cars? 
I didn't get to drive. I, I got to be. Did you ride a horse? No, I was in one of the old cars though. So, um, and that that was again a treat because. I don't know. Those car seats look so cool. That's what like the the classic cars like the yeah. old time. Not car. even to have a conversation in because they're pretty loud. But uh, yeah, but apart from that, now that for me that that was a, a real joy. Um, uh, to be how is the outfits? Uh, the the thing that's so cool to me is like how the uh, wardrobe is so like different than the modern. Yeah. Knowing or whatever, it's so funny when I see the actress again in modern uh, roles or whatever. So I'm like, I don't recognize you. <laughs> Back to this again. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but when you're so used to like 1920s clothing, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, that's what you look like in a t-shirt and jeans. Okay. <laughs> no, that's very, very true. I think, um, but no, the, the wardrobe people do a wonderful job and they, and it's funny because when you get fitted for your wardrobe, they, you know, they, they build it and look at different things and aspects and what goes with what. And, um, so that was a treat as well to, to, because everything like that helps as an actor. A anything that puts you in uh, that character or things from the time, and um, yeah. that that's always a treat um, to be transported back in time. And um, yeah, I really enjoy that aspect of it. So, so were you wearing a suit and tie kind of person, or you know? Can I? I mean, I'm a businessman, so I think it's okay to say I'm wearing a suit. I think. Yeah, I'm being so very. You're trying to lead me down a path. I can tell, Camille. You, you're just inching towards that sort of. So, what about the something? And then I'll be like, uh, <laughs> uh, something else that was fun. Actually, I, I got to work with two wonderful directors. Um, it was uh, Neil Freenley, but uh, mm. who I never worked with before, who was wonderful. But also Peter Deloise, who I have worked with before, and who's a good friend of mine. And we hadn't worked together since we did A Brush With Love back in 2019. But um, yeah, I was so excited to work with him again because he's a good friend of mine. Well, I'm excited to see you in March. And so um, you have any other roles coming up that you want to talk about? Um, well, not Hallmark. I am in something that's coming out in January called Two Sentence Horror Stories, but... Um, it's not a hallmark. <laughs> kind of removed from hallmark. It's different, but yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you again. Shoot, like I, 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 I the very first movie that I saw you in was "Don't Go Breaking My Heart," yeah. and I, I talked to Jordana about the movie, and she, I just remembered one of the things that she told me was that. There was a scene where you guys were like doing some kind of salsa dancing. <laughs> and y'all only learned two steps in that scene. <laughs> and and so, so anytime you were in the uh, shot or whatever, it was just you guys doing a repeat. <laughs> the thing is, as well as, as you know, we're only human and you're doing these two steps and it can get a little, you know, monotonous so what we started doing was started saying okay let's see how many times we can do this move before it gets before the camera pans around and, and I think we got up to 16 times or something 
and it became a, a thing. And um, yeah, we almost started laughing a little bit. I honestly wanted you and her character to like hook up. But I was like, why are those two together? <laughs> well, who knows what happened when the cameras, you know. I know. You and your sarcasm, I swear. That, that, that's like my favorite characters that you do. So you did like so many sarcasm stuff. <laughs> sarcasm yeah it's uh they always say it's the lowest form of wit but it's named after socrates isn't it socratic irony isn't it i think so <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me and i can't wait till um season nine and and i honestly want to see you play a prince i told you this on yes hello you're a brit <laughs> It's very true. I am. You have the accent. And I, and you know, I spent some time with Prince Harry, so I can. Your actual favorite. Book. How'd you drop that hit? How'd you drop that at the end of the like? I told you like at the very beginning that Harry was my favorite Brit, and then you like drop that just as has. Um, Okay, let's talk Harry. <laughs> the, the wait till the very end and say, oh, we're going through a tunnel. <laughs> Sorry, I got to, to, to. No, I very quickly, I, I did a, I used to do magic. Uh, I used to do magic shows at um, a very stately home in, in the UK. And uh, I can't really say who, but it was, uh, but Prince Harry was one of the guests. Uh, it was a very intimate group. And Was this uh, before Make It? Oh, yeah, way before uh, Make It. And, uh, so I did magic for the group, and then he and I chatted uh, for a while. Super nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. So, I, I'm glad that he found his love, though. I'm glad both of them found their loves. It's always nice when that happens. <laughs> That's why we watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> Shoot, you, you should, you should like totally like play a, a Hallmark prince. Well, I, I can imagine you with the like royal sash and the. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I wear a sash in my day to day, so you know, I. I <laughs> so I, I could just bring that to wardrobe and say, "We're sorted, guys. Got it." Well, what kind, what kind of roles would you like to play next if you could choose? Would you? I, I mean, I would imagine that you would like to play the guy who gets the girl. <laughs> yes. you know, it's not always nice being the guy that, oh, if he's in the movie, the other guys are all right. You know, is he's, gonna... <laughs> um, no, that would be, that would be great. Um, but, you know, I just enjoy the variety and anything that comes along and, and um, uh, yeah, I just enjoy every aspect of the work. And, um, and, and also sometimes you can take a character that you think you've seen before and then see if you can make it different, which is always um, nice. Well, thank you so much again. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's like, I'm so glad that I got to talk to you. And it's been a year, and hopefully, it won't be a year again where we are <laughs> talking to each other. We're like, we got to do an interview. Okay. And then months later, we got to do an interview. <laughs> anyway, see you. Bye. <laughs>